first to me is straight up like evidence. It's not just saying. We all want the same thing. I think humanity first. Human being that is suffering. <laughs> and we should look to end suffering the for everybody. Same thing. Humanity first. Humanity first to me is straight up like evidence. It's not just saying. Real, uh, tangible metrics of human well-being that actually matter to everyone. You know, your, your mental physical health, you know, your, your access to various services and whatnot. And it, 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 as he started talking, like every single thing he said started to make sense. And then I was torn. I was like, there was this struggle within myself. I was just, I was struggling with like my own values and my own tribalism really, essentially. You know, because I, I, you know, my own redness in my blood. You know what I mean? We should look to end suffering for everybody. The idea is not that UBI is not enough to rip off of, it's basically enough to take the edge off. The government sucks at doing a lot of things. What it's good at is cutting checks. Replace all welfare with UBI because it gave people agency over assistance that they needed. For me, the Humanity First movement is a refocusing of American energy towards creating a more egalitarian system. Like, the American democracy is supposed to be the greatest experiment in the world. Humanity First is supposed to build a more perfect union from our communities up so that everybody realizes that, yes, they have worth and they have value. Okay, this is a great idea. Instead of basic income, let's do a, a job guarantee where everyone is guaranteed the ability to work for money. And so you can look at that and think, oh, well, how progressive that is, that this would allow people who don't have access to money to earn money, that it would reduce poverty, it would you know, effectively reduce inequality uh, because people would be working for their money. But the thing is, is that we are, under that system, we are still withholding income from people in order to effectively make them work and only upon work do we provide them with life-sustaining resources. So what I'm saying is that the fundamental thing is that we all must have access to the resources we need to exist. That's a fundamental human right. Humanity First on Mindwave. I'm your host, Jenner, and joining me today 
is Mike Finney of Finney Helps. Mike, Hello. thanks for taking the time today, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been uh, aware of you. We travel in the same circles for a while, but we've never actually gotten to talk. And so I'm really interested in getting to know what it is uh, exactly you do and how we can help on this end, help you help the world. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So as far as helping the world goes, I... I am Finney, aka Finney Can Help, on the internet. And so I have a show, and it's called Finney Helps. If one goes to finneyhelps.com, you'll see all the links. And there's a history as to why the show exists at all. Because that was not, like, part of a big master plan or, or things of that nature. It's just a, a natural outgrowth. And, yeah, what else do you want to know? Like, let's just kind of spread out from there. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what what do you typically help people with? What's what's your your niche? Right, if you will. Yeah, you bet. So, you know, the way that I start off all the videos, all the YouTube videos and the Finney Helps world is that we do life optimization through frameworks. And we do community connections, like such as this, right? We're mm -hmm. connecting. The, the thing that drives me that takes a while to explain is, this is part of self-actualization, Abraham Maslow style, you know, the hierarchy of needs, that pyramid. Mm -hmm. And then beyond uh, self-actualization, which I did a whole, a whole thing about that with Chet Gaines. On one of my Love shows. Chet. Yeah, Chet's awesome. Makes me think. Mm, indeed. Yeah, we have lots of lots of mutual friends in uh, very cool and interesting domains. Yeah. And uh, you know, in, in terms of philosophy of self, philosophy of mind, these are areas I've wanted to explore quite a bit. It did feel a lot like self-actualization when the Mindwave mission appeared to be working. You know, it was kind of just thrown together with bubblegum and scotch, scotch tape, and it's like, oh wait, this is a machine. It, it actually appears to be working. Uh, something's happening here. Um, finding my own spot, because uh, to do something and just be myself, because, you know, worked in the world for as long as that was possible, and then when it wasn't <laughs> anymore uh, to do that. It's been a huge journey of self-exploration for me and, you know, this, this end anyway. And I love meeting other people on different parts of their journeys and trying to bring a few more people along with us if we can. So we're very much aligned there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's all about the we, not the me. Yeah. Mm. It, totally. Big capital W. Yeah. So it's interesting because like the way the whole Finney Helps thing happened and I didn't, that was not the name that I initially came up with. It kind of was, Corey was like, okay, so you're going to call this Finney Helps, right? And I'm like, oh, it's not about me. It's about the green. He goes, just call it Finney Helps. Um, but I was having conversations with people 
one-on-one. And, you know, just by the nature of this kind of journey, I was repeating myself often. And then there was the overhead of, I think you should meet this person and you should meet this person. And, and let me write down these notes as to where your interests are and everything. And then finally, it was just like, all right, we'll just have a Finney Help show. We're going to record these things. We're going to have people meet each other. We'll have a Facebook group. And then through this community, we will empower each other uh, to rise up and then really make a kick-ass difference in the world. I love it. We have very similar sounding origin stories because uh, that's pretty much how I how I came into this too is is more on the networking end. Um, you know, I love creation and I love production and sound design and music and things, but ultimately it's been about building the communities and it very much is like uh oh you need to meet this person let's get you on with uh such and such or so and so and so and it it i've said this a couple times it feels like being a little kid and playing with dolls and being like okay now you and you now you kiss now you're married (laughs) you know it very much does feel like that um but it's an absolute blast of a playground it's total matchmaker. I totally get you, right? It's like, and then you come to that moment where it's like, well, what I'm doing right now, some people would view as like recruiting, you're like technical recruiter, or you know, I'm counselor, or I'm this, or I'm that, and it's like, all right, well, I'm Finny. I'm Finny can help. You know, how can I help you, right? Like that's what I finally landed on. Just get out of my own way and just serve others. You know. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> described it as, as a bit of a pyramid scheme of, uh, obviously not a financial pyramid scheme, but it is it is a, 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 a Maslow's pyramid scheme, if you will. Right, there you go. Uh, so, I, yeah, I dig that. I dig that well, that, I mean, that ties into, like, I did one of these things with Chad. Uh, we went, went over this book. It was called, you know, How to Transcend Self-Actualization. You know, that was the, the topic. And in order for a person to self-actualize, they have to take it to a higher level than the very tip-top of that pyramid. Like, for those who may or may not recall, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the very bottom of this pyramid, you have the, I need these things to stay alive. And at the very tippy-top is this thing that says, self-actualization and then the thing to do is to transcend to go even above and beyond the self-actualization and you can't do that unless you are really tapping into the human community that we're all part of you know it's like you're born in this community you know whether or not you like it here you are so let's, let's get this show going yeah. Step one is is figure out who you are uh, and how that relates to the world. And then the, the next goal from there is to, you know, get us to remember or realize who and what we are as a species. Because, it is, you know, and I get, right. I get a little cosmic here and of all the billions and billions of humans, you special little monkey you. You know, yes. <laughs> I yeah, very much right. have that kind of... Uh, Remember what you are. 
you are stardust. stardust. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uh, exactly. That's totally it. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, it's miss- interesting. You're, you're talking about like getting in touch with who you are and then going beyond that. And it's like, well, that ties into grade school days for me because it was like all right well i'm gonna learn how to meditate and i'm going to see what kind of at that time i was like let's see what kind of cool powers i could tap into right because i'm a kid and i see like luke skywalker meditating and levitating and i'm like oh wow i want to do that um but yeah in terms of like tapping into who you are that moment of uh, i don't know how to describe it but anyway that moment of for me meditation is the beginning and it's the end yeah the the alpha and the omega (laughs) if you will just kind of comes down to just pure awareness you know that's not distracted because I'm I'm always always been kind of an ADD type figure person, and I I struggled sure. you know for a long time just getting along socially because I realized very young that the thing that people were doing was actually just largely bullshit. <laughs> it's like l- bullshit social conventions and pretend right. just fake being nice for the sake of. You know, it's like simulacra uh, for for the real human experience. So like in college, I had a room. I had my own dorm room, right? And had a rule. And the rule was no no social bullshit allowed. Like you you leave that at the door. Otherwise, you can't come into this room. (laughs) So uh, I would have someone come in and they're like, you know, my... Boyfriend's being a jerk, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen a little bit. Oh wait, now this is gossipy. Like, all right, well, this is something useful out of this that you can have, and this other stuff, you can leave it at the door. Like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want to hear how Sue is doing this or Tom is doing that and this gossip. Right? I was just like, no, no, no. What is useful and what is bullshit? Let's figure out the difference between the two and then, you know, keep the good stuff, right? And some people, there's like one or two people that just literally could not do that. And I understand because they weren't ready for it. I'm like, hey, I still love you as a human being. Please leave. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready. Yeah. And sometimes they'd make it back in. But I tell you, not everyone was allowed in that room all the time. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's tough there is a kind of prerequisite you you have will have had to well oh grammar bad <laughs> you you have to do a certain amount of work i think to get up to the point where you're ready to have a conversation like that and most people aren't because well, most people aren't presented with opportunities to have sure. more you know kind of salon type um conversations digging into philosophy and and science and you know the just the human nature as as a thing because i think on a on a large scale social societal level that's also bullshit what we 
tell the rest of the humans that we all are. That's not what humans are. That's not how they work. You know, is is very much an angle that I'm coming into this with. So you do, it does require uh, a lot of homework. Uh, and you know, I've, I've not always been. Obviously, I don't have notes prepared for this conversation, but it, it didn't feel like it needed them. Uh, right. You know, this is this is more about real time exploration. But it, in terms of the kinds of media, the kinds of things that have gamed our collective attention, it's almost always super shallow, super superficial, sure. you know, kind of like very much that which monkey is fucking which other monkey and <laughs> who's who's angry or jealous about that. It's all very like base, base level, uh, you know, conversations which is like kind of a rejection I think of what humans really are we do actually have superpowers you know none that violate any laws of physics but we have the power to shape the world we have the power to create and destroy civilizations with ideas which right. is an amazing thing. Um, well, yeah, just to, to add to that and to bring it home, so to speak, we have, a, we have the power to help make life suck less for everyone, right? And flip it, right? It's like, how do we optimize? And this is goes to the life optimization part. It's like, how do, we, how do we bring paradise on Earth? So, like, I have a personal mission statement. This mission statement was inspired by Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it was like, and I don't know if I could rattle rattle it off, but it's like, my mission is to be a good husband, friend, and, and so on, who loves all people unconditionally, seeks to live a self-actualized life, stays as healthy as possible and you know, helps bring, bring paradise on earth. So, yeah. It's it's that kind of um, it's that kind of a thing, right? Where it's like, alright, you've got a mission and you have a drawn, a, you are drawn to be part of a community and you move forward. But, I mean, it's important to stay humble too, right? Because, you know how like we talked about some people aren't ready to have that kind of a kind of a conversation or, or such well that's me sometimes right it's like what what time of the day is it am i proper properly caffeinated <laughs> <laughs> oh right. that's important yeah it is sometimes uh, for some people and it's like all right well i'm using this caffeine tool it's got pros and cons but this friend of mine uh his name's yu kai chow and he's the creator of this awesome human motivation framework called the octolysis it's oct it's like an octagon and analysis but anyway it's a way of describing what motivates human beings to do what they do he doesn't drink any caffeine but that guy is just go 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 international uh gamification speaker which another word for gamification is human focused design as he would say 
he doesn't drink any caffeine. And I'm like, all right, I don't know how you do that because like, yes, I was caffeine free for 10 plus years, but man, did I have to do a lot of, okay, what am I going to do to wake up? Well, I guess I'll do jumping jacks. I guess I'll take a whole bunch of power naps, uh, you know, when, when appropriate. And it was just like, this is not working with like nine to five. Cause you know, I, I, I've worked in the corporate or whatever you call it world, right? Where I don't have uh, the flexible schedule. I'm, I'm working with everyone shall be 100% productive. You know, kidding, right? At eight o'clock in the morning until 5 p.m. Go. <laughs> yeah, I I have definitely needed my own uh, vices <laughs> to overcome uh, that for me, especially things when it comes into structures. Um, I always had a really hard time with formalized kind of structure in school. And it wasn't because I find something fundamentally wrong with, you know, the nature of organization and structure. It was that their answer was stupid. (laughs) That's a dumb way to do it. (laughs) And uh, there are better ways to do that. But, you know, you can't be one of these kids in school going like you know I'm th- you're teaching that wrong but I I definitely was one of those kids uh, I never had a, a teacher successfully teach me what math is oh for example uh, I understand. not how to do math that's a, diff- that's a different kind of question but in, in terms of what math actually is right. as a process as a language um, total failure across the board by in this kind of cookie cutter economy type model that we've put on education in, in particular. Right. Um, expect everybody to you know just kind of copy paste stamp this and what works for uh, you know some people will just be torture for others. So it was that it, it was that kind of need for you know organizational structures that work um and not being able to find any and then kind of going out and going well like if i was going to start from scratch what would what would that look like Uh, and that's kind of kind of where i'm at now in going into the next stage of what this looks like in terms of the you know grassroots organizing and the networking and the crossovers between all these different things right. just finally starting to take its own shape um, in a way that consciously rejects a lot of the the bullshit rules if you will that you know we were kind of indoctrinated into or just right. ways of thinking in terms of even something as simple as deadlines um I don't do deadlines. I do goals. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and that has been kind of transformative for me um, in terms of, you know, what is accomplishable. <laughs> that's a word. Especially when you're depending on a lot of other people to do their part to make your part and therefore all the other parts work. Um, right. Got incredibly you're, frustrated with that. You're, you know, kind of end of it. In my book, you're totally allowed to make up words as long as we understand what you're saying, right? Like, it's all about 
This goes back to the math thing where it's like you have this thing we call math and it is, is an abstraction of certain properties of the universe where it's like we could examine these things that represent part of a bigger picture. It's the same thing with words. It's like, all right, well, I have these things, but they're really just little landmarks like we talked about earlier before we started recording. Mm. They're little landmarks of semantic meaning on the mind that you're trying to convey to someone else. Yeah. Which is weird because we need that. We yeah. need we need to agree, uh, for example, that you know a, a word means what it means, um, which is where I think where a lot of our social dysfunction uh, is coming in these days because people can't even get to that first step. <laughs> people yes. can't get to that step one of what do, what does the word mean? They can't right. even agree on what the word means, and it's it's devolved in a way to where people are now functionally living in different reality bubbles and not right. even <laughs> engaging with reality and this is not a political yeah. statement i'm sure that that for a lot of people sounded like i was like those gosh darn trump supporters that's not what i was really getting at <laughs> this is something that all humans do right oh um, no yeah totally it's it's so funny because i had a, a friend of mine you know he really really strongly believed in the power of proper definitions and so do yes. i right and the way he expressed that was words mean shit like you you have to care about the definitions of words otherwise we're not going to get anywhere and yeah because like you know there's certain phrases that i know that we're both familiar with like the phrase universal basic income mm -hmm. and then you're like okay well i know what universal means and you know and then you read like some of the stuff that's going on on Twitter uh, which is sometimes a good idea and sometimes a horrible idea and it's like well universal to them means this and it's like wait what like universe I mean, <laughs> okay in well, the whole thing one uni yeah, right in there right. in Latin right at the beginning of the word yeah right so yeah, but don't don't say Latin because people think that you're uh, satanic, right? They'll be like, "Oh, you're doing this strange language." No, it's Latin. Don't don't worry uh, about it. I love Latin. <laughs> Latin's great. Latin, Latin is an amazing thing to know because it it is one of those once you understand. Like you told right. me, you you gave me the word octolysis, which is not something that I've ever heard or spelled before, but. You told me, the, and I know how to spell that because I know octo for eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of base level understanding of how how the language works. I think Latin is one of those. Everybody should know. Everybody should know at least some Latin um, to be able to, you know, medical terminology is a great, great example. You don't have to know of a specific, you know, right. oh, this is what that procedure is called. It's, it's broken down in the word itself the word describes the thing and i feel like so much of the english language that we use now is kind of like oh that's you know it's it's intuited or it's abstracted away or right. you know we're, we're not actually the words don't actually describe <laughs> describe the thing i don't know and we get caught up a lot you know yeah well i mean i'm almost everyone knows carpe diem right which mm. 
you know, it's like, sir, seize the day. It's, it's not like seize the fish. Sir. Know. Carpe. <laughs> Give me that fish. Oh, it's already man. been sold, sir. Give Somebody, me go get that fish. fish. Go get, get the fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in certain circles, that, that fish means something. But yeah, so <laughs> that's funny because that reminds me of culture, too, where it's just like you, you get a bunch of words and they are the abstractions. And it's like, well, you might want to try to understand the culture, the context that the words are being used in, right? Like I ran into that a lot. So like growing up, I was raised a certain way under a certain faith tradition. But as an explorer, I'm like, well, I see these words, where are they coming from? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I understand. These are the challenges that people are facing. And then it's like, okay, their solution was to do this. What's good about that? What might not be applicable anymore? Okay, well, we have these things, like we have laws. Let's not kill anyone, except in self-defense and except in time of war. You know, like, it's good to have the, the bigger context. But, like, when it comes down to, like, I'm sitting across the bar with my friend here, Jenner, and it's like, all right, we have a mutual agreement. We're not going to kill each other, right? Mm. It, it, because it's so terminal. Like, <laughs> we have so many other things to do in life, you know, and it's hard to undo death. <laughs> it's such a bummer. I, I am in love with culture and that that ability that we have to understand each other um you know worlds away which is not inaccurate <laughs> because we're, it's one world but sure you know from somebody on the complete opposite other side of the planet ball of water and dirt that we live on there are kind of universal fundamental things about being human which require uh, little to no language at all. It would just be mouth noises, which yeah. if you really break it down, if you get in the um, kind of reductionist view of human behavior, that's it's all just mouth noises, and it's fucking amazing when when yeah. one human can understand the mouth noises from another and then take in that information and come to the same land in the same spot. You know, in the head, sure. which is uh, amazing. It's a feat that yeah. um, n almost no other species uh, have been able to pull off, from what we can tell. Um, right. And the, oh, the this... dolphins, the dolphins, they can whistle up a storm. Oh yeah. hell yeah! No, the, you, you're. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That that's where the ding. Marine mammals, marine mammals are very good at that, from what we can tell. Yeah. Uh, Love whales and dolphins. Yeah, but it's it's that common uh, it's that common acceptance that that words do mean what they mean. Uh, the the power of fictions, as um, Yuval Noah Harari describes it, you know, like the the dollar, for example, the U.S. dollar is just a piece of paper. It right. it only has any value at all because we all collectively agree that that dollar is worth a dollar and you can right. use that dollar to buy a banana or whatever but yeah, this welcome. this part 
is really Welcome good. to my conversations about Bitcoin with family members. <laughs> it's oh like, boy. It's like, so under the axiom, under the understanding that this thing has value, because you have to begin there, otherwise it's all crap. Now we can talk about scarcity and how the value of Bitcoin is going to continuously go up as there's more adoption. But mm. if you don't value this concept of Bitcoin, then yeah, we, we don't go anywhere, right? Yeah, don't like, don't pull at that thread. <laughs> we're yeah. using, we're literally using you know pieces of cloth and paper with ink on them that are like, yes, this is worth this if you pull at that thread the whole thing comes apart society society and civilization doesn't work (laughs) so we do need kind of these these universal things to come around and i'm I'm interested to see that crypto is becoming such a integral big hot topic issue these days i think it's fantastic this kind of like decentralized um other forms of currency which have their own value in it it's counterintuitive i think for a lot of people because they see you know governments the issuers of currency they see that as kind of um as the 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 fiction there of like uh, again going back to harari like the united states government itself is a fiction there's no actual physical thing where whether we choose to draw the lines or whatever uh, right. where we choose to draw them but uh did it just happen did it just happen what an important <laughs> point that always happens and then 15 seconds later it comes back my brain's been doing some really weird things <laughs> and i'm like oh should i be should i be worried about that uh no i'm probably fine probably have a break well, the, fact, <laughs> the fact you know it's the fact that you have the self-awareness the mindfulness to go the brain is doing such and such thing. Like you're you're already past level one, like yeah. for sure. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's great. Yeah, and then it's like, and this is a, a key thing with mindfulness meditation where it's like, you, you get to the point to where you observe that the thoughts, they're not you. They're just like clouds in the sky and you can observe them. And then you're like, all right, well, what's useful out of this information-wise? And then what should I just let go of? You know, not push away, because here's a weird thing about clouds. Here's a tip. Here's a Finney Helps tip, right? (laughs) So if you have a certain cloud, a certain thought in the sky that is bothering you, if you try to push it away, that adds energy and it will snap back in your face, right? That's why they always say, let it be, because if you push, it'll come back. And clearly, if you pull it towards you and you try to identify with it, that's that's no good either, right? So yeah, that's the thing. You're past level one for sure. Good job. (laughs) Give yourself a thing, right? Ooh, we'll bring you. Love the bell. That's another thing that hasn't gotten a whole lot of action uh, recently is the bell. Gotta yeah. love the bell. Um, oh, the bell just shit, needs was... to know. The bell needs to like say, "Hey, I have needs, man. Ding me, come on, ding me. You know you want to ding me." Oh god, there was something. There was something along these lines of the illusion 
of permanence. Uh, I think it, when I when I was getting specifically at the, the example of the United States of America, people see that as kind of a as solid as the ground that we stand on, which right. is actually true because we live on the skin of a radioactive bubbling, you know, apple with a yep. very thin crust. Right. So that illusion of permanence, because we don't, you know, humans don't live for very long. We are apparently not very good at learning from the past or as good as we should be given what yeah. the human mind is capable of. We're not very, it's amazing what we are capable of just with you well, know, a handful of books and stuff. But. Let me add to that, if I may. Yeah. Please. The, yeah, like to your point, we're on land, right? And, well, these are tectonic plates. They're moving. And another way to think about it is we're on floating islands and they're floating in like magma, lava, whatever the right term is, right? It's like this stuff's just constantly moving. So yeah, total impermanence, absolutely. Shifting, but from day to day, you walk around thinking you're standing on the, the most solid thing that's ever existed. Um, yeah. And pe people have a hard time, I think, just snapping themselves out of that level of, I think, I, I think the reason that humans as an animal are able to get by so easily and all become the little cogs in the big machine that makes everything happen. I think there is a certain amount of dulling or like numbing to like, <laughs> to that, just that like acceptance of the fiction because it's a useful fiction. It'll help right. us get through the day. Um, and yeah. there are, aren't that many people out there uh, who are doing the the okay what's actually happening here though what what sure. is actually ha you know in in social discourse and stuff this is one of the areas i'm most um interested in getting into in how people relate to each other um interpersonally whether that comes up in in you know sexuality and gender in the dating sphere whether that comes up right. in the political sphere um it just happened again. <laughs> sure. Well, we know. My fucking we know brain why. is weird. Yeah. It is. It is weird. And like one way that the brain handles things, you know, proven by science, and, and we know it intuitively as well, is we can't handle raw, raw data, right? Like again, we come up just right. like we talked about with math and words. We come up with these abstractions so that we can manipulate and get a grasp on them in our in our heads, in our minds, right? And like, it's it's ironic because like just today, uh, out of this book called The Great Mental Models, which has quotes in it, right? And this one quote says, the map appears to us more real than the land, D.H. Lawrence. And it's like, yeah, it's because it's what we could relate to easier than just raw data. Because like, if you're like, you ever like, as a kid or whatever, look at the ground and bugs or whatever really closely and it's like, all right, so that dirt's kind of this dark and this is light over here and there's all this, there's little rocks in it. Like if you just start taking in the raw data, you could be like so caught up that meanwhile, there's a tiger 
you know, or a bus, you know, nowadays. It's gonna hit you. So it's like, no, 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 we don't have time to like take all the raw data in and be mesmerized all the time because as a species, we wouldn't have survived this long. Like, there's just, we'd be dead. That's precisely it. It's these two things at, aw- at odds with each other. It was right. not evolutionarily advantageous for us to spend three hours looking at, you know, a, a tiny little pile of dirt from the beach or sand. Right. Uh, which is, sand from the beach is an amazing thing to look at under a microscope. It's all yeah. just microscopic little shells and pieces of beautiful everything. And we were not meant, I'm using the term meant, I'm using air quotes here. Uh, you can see me, but the listener can't. We weren't, <laughs> we're not meant to do that. So it's kind of an amazing thing that we were able to go, you know, develop optics and lenses and things to be able to look at the very small and the very big. Um, I'm a big astronomy boy too, or <laughs> it's one nice. of my passions. So the, the, the limited human reference scale is so small right. and we but because we evolved basically on the planes uh, where your concerns were uh, can you move and get up a tree <laughs> there's a lion coming whatever right. uh, seeing movement you know at night in the bushes or whatever and we still have all of those things operating but they're manifesting very differently because we live in a very different world now than right. the one that we evolved in and yeah. this this gets into like well holy shit what's the next stage of human human evolution going to be uh what is the species of human that is going to evolve in this world not the it, is will it even be human this is right god this is a fascinating thing to get into but oh i had such an important flag oh, it was so good oh this always fucking happens uh, evolutionary sure. advantage scale reference because <laughs> I my, my pen and paper can't even keep up most of the time when I get in really interesting conversations like this right. I'm like eh, we'll go way fa- my brain will go way faster than my mouth can go and then my mouth has got to yeah. go wait <laughs> what, what well, was you, I, where was I going yeah you do what I do like uh, you see these cards these 3 by 5 or whatever the actual size of these index cards are mm-hmm. yeah I create just a few words or pictures and they're just little landmarks and it's like yeah we can revisit them or, or not but I'm not gonna lose them right because they're, they're they're right here and that that's another fitty helps tip right where it's like if you want to be able to listen with the intent to understand then whatever it is that is in your head that you just feel like you're dying to get out write down a symbol or a word or two or something and then just really set yourself aside and really listen. And then have faith in yourself that you'll be able to come back to one of these concepts when the time is right. And you may discover the time's never right because you might have moved on to something better, but you would have missed that something better if you didn't get out of your own way. You know? Yeah. That is that is much of the, uh, the human experience is just, you know, in navigating these turbulent waters is just getting the fuck out of our own ways yeah. sometimes um well and that's at the person level so yeah. like we've got bigger challenges now right so it's like you know we're, we're talking earlier it's like all right 
like offline, so to speak, we were talking about, oh, humanity, where, where are we going? And it's like, what do we value? And it's like, well, we, we do have this humanity first kind of concept here, right? Where it's like, all right, in general, you know, ideally no one's hungry. Uh, no one loses their home. And uh, let's try to ease up on the suffering where possible, right? You know, let's make that paradise on earth. I say, like, all right, well, if we all agree to that, in addition to not killing each other, like, like, like we talked about earlier, <laughs> but it's like, these are the things we value. All right, so we have values that we agree on. What are the specific practices, the, the actions and the customs or whatever, like, what are the specific practices that we're going to do that support these values? Like, let's see if we can make that happen. And then, you know, if some of the practices don't seem to quite fit, or over time they don't fit anymore, all right, well, let's just re-examine the values, change the practices that we need to change, and then let's just go forward, right? Because it's either that or, you know, through automation and all the other stuff that's coming, it's like we're, we're going to, like, create some sort of a hell on Earth, right? Dystopian yeah. future which the future is now, right? Yeah. Yeah? I, I, I mean, I, I think... God, I like to flash back to, like, the early days of the internet and how, <laughs> like, oh, by 2020, we'll be living in bubbles on the moon and... <laughs> yeah. Flying uh, cars. Where's my flying cars? Yeah, hoverboards and, and robot butlers and... Right. Uh, gosh, I don't know where I was going to take that, but the the I love the the values and the practices and things because the values, most of the ones that we really care about, big capital W, humans, most of the ones right. we care about are universal. Um, yeah. You know, kindness, empathy, uh, you know, uh, love for one's children. These, these are, are, are kind of universal constants around uh, yeah. what it is to be human, but the, the societies that we live in uh, are kind of... They need... Okay, well, they were built by an evolutionary process, um, but they need that to continue and to grow and to flourish there does need to be a darwinian function uh, in the in the idea spheres and the social discourse fields you know there there does need to be a you know kind of like the white blood cells of discourse and i would consider you one of those other white blood cells out there trying to like okay is this you know where are we at almost nobody's doing that everybody's just kind of going with the flow of the bloodstream and making clots, uh, which lead to aneurysms and heart attacks and stuff. If we want to take the medical analogy a step further, but that's why I, why I appreciate creators like you so much because you you are clearly in it to figure out okay what's what's working and what's not. What what can we do? What are we doing right? How can we do that better? What are the things we are doing wrong? And how can we just stop doing that? Right. Well, what, what I are, appreciate. Yeah. I I, so I I I accept the compliment and I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it's this awesome guy called Roger Mallon. 
stress management for professionals was one of the things he did. And from that, he said, look, if someone gives you a compliment and you start feeling yourself rejecting it, just say thank you. Don't fight them. <laughs> and then move on. Uh, oh, is that too, too lofty of a compliment there? You are the no. white blood cells of America. No, no. Uh, no it's, not, it's, it's not too lofty. It's just the human being has a tendency in the name of societal evolution to go, oh, wait, humbleness, put me on a pedestal. It's like, all right, get my, get out of your own way. What's important here is we're here to serve other people the best that we can. And, you know, everyone, some people don't have the ability to do anything other than just to try to stay alive. I, I feel for your situation, you know, the listener that's listening right now, and it's just like, yeah, you're talking really lofty stuff there. By the way, I am in debt, and I have this going on, I have that going on. It's like, I, I hear you, I feel you, and just know that we give a damn, you know? And, and so it's like, all right, well, let's, where we can, let's do something together. And like, one, one of the things that I've been involved in most recently as a natural part of the whole Finney Helps community is that we've been taking the practice of gratitude and like and so this is not this is not a Finney Helps origin um, but there's this this virtual land I think you're very familiar with it actually right where every Sunday there's a group of people getting together um, oh church of reason yeah. gratitude church of reason yeah and uh, I, and it's been renamed uh, to the Uplift World. Uplift those, uh, World, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And then that's been really highlighted in the Finney Helps World to the point to where I think like the last five videos or ten or whatever, where it's like, all right, so now we have uh, another community member, Dr. Wayne and Corey Cottrell. Um, we're, we're showing Minecraft here on the YouTube video. Like we're showing that world, right? We're showing the gratitudes and the things that people are building. And it just freaking blows my mind. Where it's like, look at all the creativity that's going on. And like, you know, these, the, the members of that community, they're not all like rolling in dough and you know they just have all the time in the world but it's like well they could do this little bit and this other person could do a little bit and it's like okay well they've just created this entire beautiful world and it's just holy crap and they're creating like worlds within the world right where it's like oh okay this one's kind of themed around this mayan culture and stuff which is really cool and this other one is like going for another kind of feel and yeah, and then through the power of technology, bringing that in, they are bridging the gap between like the virtual and stuff that feels more real to us, right? And so, and they're doing that through, you know, kind of, uh, it, it's technological stuff, right? It's like similar to cryptocurrency, NFTs, non-fungible mm -hmm. tokens, and, you know, Stuff that we could talk about some other time, but if a person wants to Google it, it's like go Google non-fungible token NFT, and you're like, oh, okay, each one of these is guaranteed to be unique, and then you can like tie together this Minecraft virtual world and actions that are happening in there, and expressions of gratitude, and 
other beauty. And it's like, oh, and by the way, when they're running around doing this, it just so happens that also maybe some NFTs get created as part of you interacting in that world. And then these NFTs are things that could be shared outside of the world, outside of that Minecraft world. Yeah, and then creating on the, value. Yeah, and then on the side, just like other things like World of Warcraft, that game, right? Where it's like, and then people are like, mark, there's like auctions and stuff, right? And so it's just like, oh man, you know, for real United States dollars, you know, they want to buy this thing or that thing. And it's because people are, do what they want to do. But yeah, it's just, it's just so fascinating. So yeah, I, I totally went right brain there. <laughs> uh, the the creative spaces that this is really important. I'm glad that you you brought us kind of home to that part because the creative spaces are really where um, a lot of the magic, the real magic, <laughs> is actually happening. And it's you know an amazingly simple idea right. like gratitude practice is crazy powerful. Like. Corey totally transformed how I thought about gratitude as a practice, as something that you actively do. Right. Um, and then kind of having mostly boundless worlds, mostly boundless creative spaces to collaborate on, you know, big things that individually... Um, no single one of us could do by ourselves. It's only by that collaboration and, you know, agreement that, okay, we're building a pyramid, so that means that block goes there. But you also yeah. have this function of, you know, freeform creativity. I think those spaces are, that's really, like, the future, it is these digital spaces that allow for expression and creativity and things uh i have saved the world up here underlined it's like that's the ultimate we're really just trying to save the world uh right. but, and, and um, our sanity we gotta save our sanity yes <laughs> big time uh but that you know reminded me of of the theater and how that ha is functioning in will function well into the future. Uh, have you heard much about the, the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater? Oh, well, yeah, I definitely have. It's like, I'm in the Facebook group, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I just gave a thumbs up this morning, I believe. I was like, oh, yeah, awesome, awesome sauce there, as my friends like to say. This, yeah. is, this is one of, the, one of those things... You know, the theater, the theater has been a, a huge, you know, growth and learning thing for me in terms of, like, how to bring people together and collaborate on large creative processes like that, especially when we are removing entire layers of input into where we're boiling everything down to a, a really well-written story, a script, the characters, right. and everything else all the settings and all everything else is just ears you don't you're not seeing these places it's right. not somewhere physical that you can go the destination is actually just in your mind right and the characters and the settings and everything are, are in your mind so right. you know yeah. I, I feel like that's going to be mostly what i do now 
helping bringing bringing people into that you know artists and and creators and ordinary people of all sorts to just come up come in and be be a part of this be a little um you know it's yeah. god I'm going to bring up a Lego movie for the 10,000th time. You know, like, we probably <laughs> wouldn't have built that there. But it, that's the thing that's going to save us. Uh, right. All coming together. Everything is awesome. You know, it really is that simple. It's something that a five-year-old could understand. But uh, us grown-ups right. are, are very bad at uh, <laughs> forgetting. We need to remind ourselves more, I think. Uh, that is the real the... goal. Save the but... fucking world, kids. Save, save the world. Exactly. However yeah, you well, can. I mean, Legos is where we're going to have to go anyway, because like Minecraft, for example, that game and platform is virtual Legos. Um, but, and yeah, like you said about it's all in your mind. Well, consciousness is our mind. It's, it's like everything we experience begins and ends with the mind. And so if a person can get out of their own way, it bears repeating a billion times, and just totally experience, thing, experience things, you know, fully, right? Like, that is the best head trip ever. <laughs> it's one of the things that I shared often growing up, because I wasn't just learning meditation, I was teaching meditation, and I was exploring it, and, and interacting, right, and growing, is... You know, yes, there are certain things that a person can do to unlock certain experiences, like through um, certain drugs or whatever, uh, whether legal, illegal, whatever. I, I don't know. Like some of your listeners may have different laws than others, right? In fact, it's mm -hmm. guaranteed. Um, Colorado, Colorado has a little looser laws in certain areas. But in any case, just like drugs can unlock certain experiences, well, what are they unlocking? We own the locks. Yes. Like the the keys, whether it's drugs or meditation or whatever, it's like they're turning the locks and we have the locks. We can unlock them ourselves if you know how. Yes. Getting access to a pre existing it's already there. You're just getting right. access to it. It's it's kind of like a backstage pass, you know, right. in some sense. And I I get distracted way too easily for um, which actually is not an excuse because meditation is all about noticing distractions when they arise but I've been very bad about meditation practice uh, because my mind is just a little bit too chaotic um, and I think most most people feel that way um, sure. but that is that is something that you know, bears it's it's worth exploring i find most of my meditative insights and areas that i've you know locks that i've doors i've found the key to uh have been typically in the the weird space in between dreaming and being awake sometimes it's in the shower some it's it's one of those and then uh there's, there's a yeah. <laughs> it's like the iPhone thing. There's an app for that. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad you had used the word practice because for a number of reasons. But like, you know, when we're talking about values and practices, 
I mean, a meditation practice is a way to support something you value. It's not the only way. You know, it's not for everyone. And that can change over time anyway. A friend of mine, an expert guru meditation, like we used to call them meditation gurus. Now that we talk, we, we refer to them as like meditation instructors, right? But this guy named Jeff Warren. Jeff Warren is uh, founder of Consciousness Explorers, the, the Consciousness Explorers Club. So like if you Google for that, you will find uh, you know, information about it and undoubtedly Jeff Warren uh, will come up to or you can Google him as well. He recently was diagnosed as uh, attention deficit disorder, ADD. And, and there might have been another one or, or two in there as well. And this is like recent in his life, but he has taught meditation for decades. And like he's known as like the MacGyver of meditation, uh, which is why he appears in this one meditation app called the 10% Happier Meditation mm. App. It is the app that I recommend first and last. <laughs> Until because ours comes out, right? The one you and I are <laughs> going to develop go. together. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, there's only one exception to it. If a person likes uh, cartoons for the sake of pictures to understand certain concepts like the blue sky of consciousness and the clouds of, as thoughts, well, then we're talking Headspace, uh, that meditation app, and, and that's Googleable as well. But anyway, because of meditation, Jeff like basically got to where he is now and then he's like oh wait i really should like check into some diagnosis here and he's like oh wait, wait I, i've been diagnosed as this well that's that's fascinating that's interesting that is really yeah. <laughs> meditation guru with attention deficit that is really that's almost kind of cosmically amusing that that's yeah. how wonderful the human monkey is um yeah uh well, just making notes all <laughs> sorry it, go ahead. It for, no i'm sorry it, it it forced him to grow and try basically every meditation trick under the book or every meditation practice under the book to see what's right for him at this part in his life because like we said before people change over years but they also change in, in a single day like the finny that you're talking to right now is not the finny that's going to be existing at like three hours from now, right? And so different things are best for people depending upon their needs at the time. And so Jeff, he's clearly, he had a lot of uh, motivation to explore a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, and this is, this, this kind of need for those locks to pop open and to be able to, you know, change our conscious experience, I think is what explains addiction. Um, whether we're talking about alcoholism, whether we're talking about drug addiction, people want to get out of their own heads for a minute and will really get into their own heads in a different space. I, I'm a whiskey enthusiast. Uh, it, I, this is one of the things I notice. It makes me 
sociable enough to have a conversation like this. Whereas most of the time, I'm extremely introverted and am just happy to crawl in my cave and curl up and uh, be crushed by the weight of the universe. Uh, now, whiskey is very bad for you. <laughs> um, you know, uh, alcohol in general, very, very bad for you. Fully well aware of this. Um, it's about what works best for the individual in that moment and I think being aware of that being aware of that fact alone is why I am I'm certain I'm not an alcoholic I'm an, I'm an enthusiastic drinker but I'm not an alcoholic because I recognize what's actually as I burp <laughs> what's actually happening there um, with people who you know addicts people who get addicted to the the trip I have one experience with psychedelics in my entirety of life uh, I took mushrooms once and it it put me so far outside of the driver's seat of my own consciousness it terrified the shit out of me granted it did not help that I had a a big friend group of people who were like we're all gonna do this together and be on this mission together and then they left me alone which <laughs> you never want to do that no. kids if you're going on a trip together you have to stay together no they left me alone and it was a horrible experience and i will never go there again but you know i i i, I see the value in kind of the the blunt force chemical instruments that we have right. to change consciousness i'm terrified of literally all of them except for alcohol marijuana <laughs> it's pretty much alcohol and marijuana is is where i i, I draw the line because right. that's, well, that's, like a, that's too far <laughs> it's like what mr harris uh said he's like you know with meditation the biggest risk you're dealing with is nothing might happen Right, like you're, you're never guaranteed to move the needle, uh, but over time the, the needle will move. But like with psychedelics or whatever, you are strapping yourself to a rock, and you just don't know which way it might be pointed at. You might make a best, best, you might make a best faith attempt to have it pointed, but where it ends up going, you know, no one knows for sure. Not not absolute yeah. certainty. Now I don't. I'm not going to claim that I have in-depth experience uh, with that, um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting because, like for Mr. Harris again, I say it like that because he triggers people in various ways. But he, because uh, I know you know who I'm thinking. Oh yes, he, I was going to ask you about the waking up app if you tried that one, but we'll. we'll oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm absolutely. I I use the waking up app, and in fact. So the waking up meditation app also pushes out to me these uh, 45 second or one minute mindfulness things to reflect on, like daily or, or more often depending upon your settings. And I love it. Like I, I, I absolutely love it. I've been using the waking up app for like years. Yeah. I, I, I've been, I was, well, I'll say I was a supporter of his for 
many several years. He's he was the kind of guy out there, the voice out there that inspired me to start podcasting in the first place. Right. <laughs> um, which is why if you listen to you know very uh, early episodes of Mindwave, it's it's much more like welcome to the Mindwave podcast. This is Jenner Zeno. Okay, today, <laughs> you know, it's just like, this is an obvious Sam Harris ripoff, uh, which, sure. no, I mean, he's it's, it's very, very clearly inspired <laughs> me. I haven't pay, paid much of any attention to him in the last year two, but I, I, as a supporter, I got when that, when that app right. launched, he was like, yeah, you have access because you're one of my super supporters. And I literally, I think I listened to a couple of those like really short kind of yeah. reflection pieces, but I've never done successfully a guided uh, meditation. I never sat through that full thing. I think once, maybe it was like in the midst of an emotional breakdown and I went and sat in my car and I listened right. to the first guided thing from, and I just fell asleep. It was just like, it was like not helpful. It calmed me down enough to fall asleep in my car. That's great. Um, that's, so, that's progress in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very I, interested to see what kind of other tools that we can forge in that right. domain um, in, may, in maybe in ways that um, other people haven't yet. Yeah. That sure. are yet to be discovered. So, uh, yeah, I'm I, almost certain. Like, <laughs> uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I no, no. This. I love that. I, this is good. Um, yeah, and I am recognizing that we're, we're at the, the hour mark. So, we'll, we'll close this, so to speak, uh, when the time is right. But, yeah, to your point, like, there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of needs out there and there's a puzzle that's in front of us and we can clearly see the holes in the puzzle and it's like if we like you and I for example work together on this common goal this common need we can fill in this piece and then if we work with these other people we can fill in these other pieces in this puzzle and then it's like one of those things where it's like you don't even have to have the puzzle completely filled in, but there is a critical mass, right? Where it's like, when you have like most of these pieces filled in, this thing starts glowing with empowerment and creativity. And so it's like, yeah, like absolutely. I, I think we should continue this uh, where we are trying to help lift each other up you know, it's like communities helping communities, right? And it's like the Finney Helps world is working together with the Mindwave world. And then to your point about evolution, like, yeah, we, we started with families and you had tribes, nation states, faith systems that expanded beyond countries. And then we're now like, well, okay, what virtual world shall we create that support values we have so we really can bring paradise on earth? So I'm on board. I mean, I'm on board to make paradise on earth, and it sounds like you are too. 
it, it very much is kind of like the next the next step, the next frontier uh, area to explore. And it, I'm, wow. I was not, I wasn't expecting it to go some of these places, but I'm so glad that it did. Um, these are things I've really been wanting to get into for a long time, but haven't really had the people in the room to sh to sh do the idea sharing part with. Um, so I've been kind of frustrated with sure. with many of these things because I I do see that I've had this larger framework of okay we need to talk about the outrage machine and the breakdown in social discourse we need to talk about basic human nature on a biological um you know monkeys flinging poop levels we need to talk <laughs> about that right, humping right. and flinging poop that, that that's yeah. going to be that that whole show sure <laughs> and i know that everyone, everyone needs a hobby i know but you know some hobbies are more useful than others yeah <laughs> indeed <laughs> We have the Humanity First show, which is the one that you're on right now. Uh, we have the theater, which is just a playground. But one of the 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 big, the big one that has been sitting there patiently waiting for me to pick it up since I started this is Possible Minds. Right. Possible Minds is a show literally just all about that. And I want that to include, I would love for that to include um, kind of quick cosmic reflection type stuff, right. snap you out of it, rubber band on the wrist kind of stuff, but also get into a more guided practice, meditation practice. So if that's something that you're interested in developing with me, um, I want to do crazy shit with sound that people are not expecting. <laughs> like having stuff coming, creeping over your shoulder. I want to get spine tingles in there and have people sure. being like, oh my God, what's happening? Just close your eyes. Let's take you on a wild ride through consciousness. We so, talked about that in the last Finney Help show with Corey Cottrell and Dr. Wayne uh, Buchanan. We, we talked about the spine tingle thing, and it's like, well, how can you make that happen? It's like, well, for some people, it's called ASMR, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, there's 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 things that you can do that will really excite the brain in ways that you haven't even discovered. <laughs> mm. And you are exciting my brain in a very in a in a very awesome way to where I'm like okay so when do you want when do you want to do where, where should we be ready to launch the app by uh, November <laughs> like <laughs> holy fuck we need to get into this um, I would love to get into possible minds with you and just see what we can take from that I I decided a long time ago that episode one of that show is going to be about the autistic mind from the inside a first person what the lived experience what it's like to be inside an autistic mind that's where i want to open the conversation but i want that to go everywhere to like you know in evolutionary biology like your relationship with uh your dogs for example and why you know right. certain behaviors exhibit the certain thing why um, it, and then take that and just blow it out of the, you know, like 
go straight into your philosophy of mind. What's it like to be a bat? You know, like right. what, if this was your only sensory input, and oh my god, that that is gonna be yeah. a fantastic show. And you're the first person who I've I've met and interacted with who I really f- I who I feel that like that doesn't need explained to. If I tell you I'm right. starting a show called Possible Minds, you that right. needs no other explanation. <laughs> But yeah. I, that's one of these domains that I've just been, God, I've been wanting to get into for so long. Yeah. Um, but, possible, you know. Co- possible I'm, conscious states, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get it. It's like, and then it's like, well, people are over here. And then it's like, how can we make the impossible possible and help people experience life in richer ways that they don't even know is possible right like that's a sad thing where it's like this is what a person knows this is what a person knows that they don't know but like there's this whole rest of the universe where it's like and they don't even know that they don't know these things right yeah. it's just like oh god that's so sad how can we help <laughs> oh, that is the best way to put it and that is that is the best high note to wind this down on because that's really like we 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 got to the core on that one i think awesome. uh the the bedrock of what what we're really trying to do here and i'm i am just massively grateful f- uh <laughs> to you for um being so generous with your time <laughs> i i i had all these like sam harris arisms that i had to like totally clean out of my <laughs> vernacular <laughs> Uh, a while ago, but yes, thank you for being so so gracious with your time. And uh, well, it's, it's my pleasure making this happen today because this is this was a fantastic, fantastic episode, fantastic conversation. So we, we will we'll wrap it out. But um, let's let's do the obligatory plugs thing. If people want sure. to engage with uh, you more, learn more about you, we have finneyhelps.com Correct. Yep. Yep, and FI. Then, uh, people might not know how to spell my last name, and it's an interesting challenge for like, how do you, how do you do it in a way that's like humorous and memorable, but yet simple enough. So I wanted to say Finney is like funny, and they're like, well, how do you get from there to here? Anyway, how you spell last name is F I N N E Y. Helps, obviously H E L P S. dot com. So it's finneyhelps.com. And on that webpage, if you scroll to the bottom, there's the Facebook group link where you know, I'll, I'll let you on in. <laughs> there's a whole Facebook moderation thing. So if you're not in immediately, don't panic. I, I will check uh, daily to see if you've joined or requested to join. And then there's the YouTube link that's also on that page. The Twitter. And I look at twitter daily which also is by the way is finney can help uh on the the twitters as a friend of mine likes to say uh yeah f-i-n-n-e-y can c-e-c-a-n-h-e-l-p and yeah um i'm happy to interact with people and yeah i'm i'm jazzed too and i just wanted to express my gratitude to you uh for letting me into this moment together with you and then yeah let's see what we can do
Look it up. Beautiful cosmic star, baby. Yes, I will make sure to put your uh, website here sure. in the uh, episode description. Good listener. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you have questions or comments or thoughts or concerns or just want to say hi, you can give us a call at 602-456-2253. And we will incorporate uh, these voicemail messages into future shows so that you can become a part of this with us. Become more of a part of it because you already are a part of it. This is another one of those uh, world-shattering things. Uh, the, the relationship that we have, the, cr- the creator-to-listener relationship, it's already there. You're already a part of it. Uh, if, you, if you want to be even more a part of it, uh, and of course, you know, our website, studiostargazer.org, which needs a hell of a lot of work. But uh, a fantastic fucking episode, man. Thanks, for, uh, thanks again. This was an absolute blast. Thank you. I love being, I love bathing in the creativity that's happening here. Like the phrase says, creativity is intelligence having fun. Like, yep, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, I like that. We'll talk to you guys soon.
stop in the universal base kingdom in the U.S. John Gleason. Godless engineer. What's up, humans? Rob J. Wilson. Travis Meyer. Legacy. Julia Bay. Studio Star